Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Welcome Woo. to Relaxed Retro Talk. I am Dookie03. And I'm DG Online. How are you all doing tonight? You... Uh, I told my chat, Duke, that you had to use the potty before we Yeah, I got the shits, so this might be a... Uh... <laughs> This is a very a special podcast this evening. <laughs> Can I get someone to start the timer? No. <laughs> we're going for a world record run here tonight, boys. Um, tonight we're going to be talking about uh, the Dragon Quest 35th anniversary that just passed um, this week, I'm going to say. I don't remember what day it was. Um, that was on uh, Wednesday. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, they they did uh, huge huge announcements on on their announcement mm-hmm. stream. Um, all the while, uh, Mike was actually streaming uh, Dragon Quest Two for the first yeah, I was time. Playing ever. Dragon Quest Two, I didn't even know the uh, I didn't even actually know the announcement was happening in that moment. Except some of my chat was like, "They just said this." Oh. And I was like, <laughs> "What? That sounds awesome." What are you? First off, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's awesome. Now, Juno says he's glad he's not the only one with the shits today. So. There you Welcome, go. Gino. Everybody's Thank winning. You. We're all in this diarrhea-filled <laughs> sinking boat together. Um, <laughs> so, so they announced some big games. Uh, they announced Dragon Quest Twelve. Um, they just pretty much just showed the uh, the title um, and said that it's going to be much darker than uh, what we're used to with Dragon Quest. Um, I'm, 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 Which is kind of weird, right? It is. Kinda I, weird. I don't when I when I think Dragon Quest, I don't think dark. Like I mean, there's right. there's parts in the story where I'm I I've heard a few things. I don't know any details, right? But that things things go darn, right? Yeah, like things yeah. happen. But I I would never I would never be like oh Dragon Quest like this was really dark when yeah. that happened, right? Like you know like Final Fantasy VII and Eris gets stabbed right through the back. That's yeah. pretty dark. Killed in front of her, like, boyfriend guy. That's pretty dark. That stuff's not really happening in Dragon Quest. Really? Well, it depends. It depends. It kind of Dragon is Quest Five yeah, is, you know. is definitely probably the darkest in the series, and I think that's kind of the crowd they're, they're wanting to lean to right now. Um, okay. People definitely get killed right in front of the main character while, oh, there you go. while he's a child. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it, Dragon Quest V is definitely the darkest of the series, and I think I think the reason they're wanting to cater to that crowd right now is is a um, they pleased all all they pleased all the classic fans with Dragon Quest Eleven. Like there, everything about Eleven was like a love letter to the old fans as well as uh, bringing in new ones uh, with with its new story and new experiences. Um, but also, I mean, they just had the Dragon Quest movie come out not too long ago, and it was based around Dragon Quest V. So they're okay. they're definitely like they got new fans because of the movie. Um, Dragon Quest V is also the one that's selling for like almost two hundred dollars on eBay right now. Like it's it's oh, really? yeah, it's probably one of the most popular ones. It is also the uh, the creator of Dragon Quest. I think he said Dragon Quest V is his favorite one. Um, so I think that's I why that they're kind of going that route too, right? And, and the other thing is, is like you said, Dragon Quest isn't really known for that. So why not? Why not have another game that's that's like that instead of just having one game that's like so, that? So, with that being said, and being that that's not, it's not that they've never done it, but it's not like like they've announced this as as a game. So now you know it's kind of going to center on that a little bit more. How does mm. that like? How does that resonate with you as like the biggest Dragon Quest fan that I know? Um, like, do you think that that's them taking a risk or is this kind of like, just like the next, like you said, it's, 
that that's kind of where you know they based the movie off of. So is that like natural progression, or is this kind of a risky move for them? I think it's a little of both because I have heard like like I kind of talk to a lot of people in the Dragon Quest community, and I have heard people saying like if uh, that they don't play Dragon Quest because they want like like dark stories and stuff. But at the same mm-hmm. time, Dragon Quest I think the the thing that makes Dragon Quest so good is that it is so lighthearted and and humorous. So so when you're bringing something uh with with like a, a sense of humor, um it's easier to build a world first of all when it's not always dark like that and it's easier yeah. to like the build likable characters. But Absolutely. but I found even like especially with Dragon Quest 11, but you you'll have you'll have it where it's like fun, fun, awesome, fun, everybody's getting along. Boom! Something bad happens, yeah. and it affects the the characters and the player that much more, right. because you have yeah. like this. Everything's going great. You're about to yeah. do, solve this thing, save the world, and everything goes to shit. And that see, and the thing is, yeah, and I don't know if I would consider that a dark. I would consider that like maybe a dark moment based mm-hmm. on what happens. But but I mean to say that the game itself is going to be darker kind of makes me think like hmm, I wonder what what decisions they're going to make in that cuz it, it it's funny like in contrast you you just put out a movie about the top 5 puff puff moments yeah. in a game which is like this ridiculous moment kind of thing it's kind of jokey right yeah. and then now we're going to move into something where it's a little bit more serious possibly yeah. or uh darker so you know like to to me I, I I go well you know bravo taking a bit of a of a of a to me, it's a bit of a risk because yeah. you, nev- you never know. But in the same token, too, then you're kind of wondering, like, hmm, I wonder what they're going to change if that's the case. Yeah, exactly. One thing that I've kind of, um, I guess, theorized that, like, if you could theorize anything, they literally showed it like a blank, like almost like right. lava, and then they like it's... etched in like the ele- the twelve <laughs> into the lava, like with the flames coming out of it. Um, yeah. And they and they showed like the t- the not even the title screen, but just like the logo for the for the title, like. Like it's early in production still, oh, kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Apparently the <laughs> apparently the story is finished, but the game itself hasn't been worked on right. all that much. Um, but the one thing that I might like, because of how dark the the landscape and everything looked in it, um, I I know you haven't gotten to this point yet in in the games, but a lot of the Dragon Quest games have what's called the World of Darkness, um, and and a lot of the times you you go to the World of Darkness, be it to um, to do some stuff, or it's just like, or, or like, like to finish the game, you go to the world of darkness, um, or you just go there temporarily and get the fuck out because mm. like the world of darkness is always kind of there. Like it's, it's definitely a thing in the series, but some, but sometimes you just get in there and get the fuck out. But sometimes you go there, uh, you have to save, save some people there or whatever. So I'm my whole theory. And this would be awesome as, as, as all heck to me is if the hero in this game is from the world of darkness. I think that oh, would be really okay. cool if they did that. And a little bit of a play on them saying that like it's going to be a darker game. It's like, yeah, it's going to be a darker game. <laughs> yeah. Because he's from the world of darkness. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like <laughs> just like I think uh like um as much as I I don't really like Final Fantasy 3, I think there'd be uh definitely it'd be a cool idea if if they did like uh cuz there's the world there's in in Dra- in Final Fantasy 3 you get the warriors of light like the four warriors of light which are in every Final Fantasy game for the most part mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but then you also there's also the four wor- warriors of darkness and they're okay. they're still good guys but they're they're to create balance right they're in the world of darkness and they they have to help you you guys kind of help each other on opposite ends it's it's kind of cool i would really like to see i would really like to see that 
the, the whole world of darkness uh, hero from the world of darkness i think would be a really cool mm. concept mm-hmm. yeah no that's 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 super interesting i mean it's it's I, I have zero doubts that it's going to be an absolutely amazing game. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with them coming off, like you said, the movie. But, I mean, even with them just coming off of Eleven. Eleven has to be their most successful title that they've released. Yeah, ever. I'd say Eleven and Eight are definitely their most successful I, games. I think Eleven's probably over, like, eclipsing Eight now. Yeah, and the reason why I'm saying that is because Eleven has now been released on how many different systems, mm-hmm. right? Like, the PS4, the Switch... You've got it on, uh, like, where where else? Like, it's on PC. Yeah. You've got, like, you literally Xbox. got it across the board. Yeah. On all the systems. You even, in Japan, um, it was even released on the 3DS. Like, there's a 3DS version of it as well. Right. And, and not, like, not only just across the systems, but now we've also got, like, the definitive edition's been released. And, mm-hmm. like, you've, you've got these different, even just versions of it, right? Like, you're seeing the Skyrim effect almost happening, where it's, yeah, like, where it's new like system. Here's Dragon Quest Eleven, right? Yeah. Like... Yeah. Another thing, um, I guess to swing into another Dragon Quest announcement, is they came out, uh, they announced Dragon Quest Treasure Hunters starring Eric and, uh, what's his sister name, Mia, I think, from Dragon Quest Eleven. So it's like okay. a spin-off series about them when they were kids. Um, a little backstory without too many spoilers, because I know there's a lot of people who haven't uh, played or finished Dragon Quest Eleven. But Eric and his sister were basically... Um, they, they were kind of just like stowaways on like a pirate or like a Viking ship. Um, and okay. they and they would just work for the pirates and Vikings, like collecting treasure, like going treasure hunting and stuff. And this game is going to be about that. So if if anything speaks to how popular Dragon Quest Eleven is, it's the fact that they're already making a direct spinoff to the series, like, like what, three, four years later. Like it's, it's already right. happening. So, and that looks, yeah. it looks really good. Like that's going to, that's going to be a fun one. I, I look, they didn't announce what platforms it's going to be on, but it looks like, so, it looks like it'll be on the switch. Like it, just the graphics look like it should yeah. be on the switch. Kind I, of thing. I think as long as it's not a battle Royale, you're probably fine. <laughs> yeah, but they did uh, to, to, to swing to another announcement. There was the fucking, uh, they did uh dragon quest Keshi Keshi, which means like erase erase or erasers. People are calling it. Um, okay. It's basically uh, Candy Crush, but Dragon Quest. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, well, you got to get the mobile game I guess in there. So, yeah. Right, like uh, cash money is what that is. It's just basically you see Final Fantasy doing the same thing. They're yeah, just like, absolutely. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Let's release more games. Yeah. More gotcha games. Uh, yeah, we like money. Yeah. <laughs> sure, you want to use cloud? Here you go. He's like, no, please. No <laughs> He's more. like, let me die. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another one of the announcements was uh, Dragon Quest Three. Yeah, they're, right? so they're doing. Uh, they're the developers of Octopath uh, Traveler are actually working on a. It's called Dragon Quest Three HD Two D. It's like a remake of Dragon Quest Three. Which um, you always have to have it like so crazy, dude. Just call it the. Yeah. Just, just call it re like remastered or something like that. Yeah, right? like, somebody. Why, I think when why? I was <laughs> when I was uh, streaming the uh, the announcements uh, thing on my stream. Somebody in chat called it uh, Dracto Path uh, Quaveler or something like that. It's like, what? <laughs> right. Yeah, just a good, like, a little mash of the <laughs> yeah. names together. But it way. looks good. Like, uh, some people were complaining, um, but honestly, like, it looks great. The The thing that looks the best to me is just, like, the landscapes. Because the landscapes are all, like, in 3D. And then you've just got, right. like, the, the crisp um, sprite work. Like, the sprite work just looks amazing on it. And then... 
it brings the towns to life is is probably my biggest thing because like it showed the starting town that you start in and it's like it just looks more alive yeah than than it but, ever has well i'm looking forward to to jumping into that depending on how long i go with final fantasy 2 and dragon quest 2 that because that's that's releasing relatively soon uh they don't have not a release like date. not like right away i don't think they have a release date on any they didn't announce yet, that so yeah oh, okay. i don't know i, who, I would who I would, knows then I would do the Super Famicom version and then <laughs> you just keep there. on going, then yeah. double back. All right, I mean that's fair. I, I was like, maybe, maybe, right? Yeah. <laughs> One thing I hope, I hope, up, but... I hope it has Pachisi. Pachisi is like my favorite uh, mini game of all time. I did a, I did a top yeah. ten JRPG mini games that, yeah. video, and Pachisi won. Like it's, it's like a board game kind of thing. It's like Monopoly. Uh, if, if Monopoly was run by, like, a D&D dungeon master, it's, it's <laughs> right. so cool. Because you roll the dice, you move, and then stuff happens. Yeah, right? like, yeah, and yeah, you've got, okay. like, you can have permanent stat increases, it's got, there's treasure on the, on the Pachisi board that you can't get anywhere else in the game, there's secret stores on the Pachisi board, but for some reason in the mobile and Switch remakes, uh, they removed it from the game. So oh, really? that's why I'm a little worried that they'll take it out. I wonder... I wonder if they pulled it out because either they needed space or if they felt it was kind of gambling, maybe, which yeah. kind of seems dumb. But yeah, it does seem dumb. I don't know why they would have done that, but was it like it wasn't just good things on the board either? Like bad stuff can happen. Yeah, you can too, you right? can have your stats permanently decreased as well. Yeah. <laughs> you can get killed on the board too. Cause just like, to balance it out, right? Yeah, it's really but I mean, good. That's it's so uh, good. that's why you do the saves coming. I mean, I I always save right before I play. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's um, true. I'm yeah. trying to think. Uh, oh, and then they did announce... Um, they didn't say this was going to be worldwide, but they did announce uh, Dragon Quest X uh, offline. And it's okay. basically... It looks like it's going to be either Switch or mobile. Um, and they're taking the, the whole story from Dragon Quest X. I don't know if they're doing just version 1. Everything I saw in the trailer... Because I've played Dragon Quest X version 1... I'll almost mm -hmm. to completion. I'm like, I could go, right. I'm at the point where I could go fight the final boss if I wanted to. Um, but I was doing side quests and shit. Um, but everything I saw in the trailer was from uh, Dragon Quest X version 1. So I'm, I'm assuming it's just going to be that at the start anyways. But okay. uh, years ago, uh, the, the creators of, of Dragon Quest said, if, if the Western audience ever gets a version of Dragon Quest X, it'll be an offline version. And now they're announcing... Dragon Quest Ten offline, so this could be our is, only hope of actually getting Dragon Quest. Yeah, 10. yeah, it, it wouldn't make any sense that they wouldn't, because all they would have to do, really, if they wanted to just, you know, make it make it release as easy as possible, they would just have to put English subtitles on it and send it out the door. Yeah, because there's no voice right? acting. There's no voice acting in the Japanese version either. So right, but I mean, even if even if there was, yeah. right, even if there was, still leave the you OG Japanese of, voices in yeah, there. You see a lot of games it. that are like that where they just yeah. leave the japanese voice and stuff like that yeah like gundam new breaker no, just kidding. <laughs> yeah like gundam new breaker that turned out really well i'm gonna go have but to, i mean i'm gonna have to take my meds again tonight now <laughs> i uh i mean i i i hope that they do i i don't mm -hmm. i don't know why they wouldn't release that um 
across the board because yeah. if I, I can see I can see why they didn't want to release Dragon Quest Ten to North America because that's additional server space, that's yeah. additional network. You have to and pay stuff. for they that gotta, shit. They yeah. have to pay for all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It would be expensive for them to run it. But if it's just offline and they're just going to release it for like the Switch as a download or they're going to release it as whatever, there's very little for distribution and there's very little that they'd have to do. They would have to translate it. Yeah. But then again, we're also just talking about just the text. The game stays the same. They're yeah. not recoding anything. They're just putting the the English subtitles in, calling it a day. Yeah. So, honestly, um, other than the graphics, because it's got like that uh, Final Fantasy fifteen Pocket mm. Edition look to it. Like, I don't know if yeah. you kind of remember. Well, that. and how old? How how long ago did the game release though? Well, we're talking Dragon Quest ten came out on the Wii, years? which is pretty crazy. It's ten. This is the ten year anniversary of Dragon 10 Quest year. ten. Yeah, yeah. There you but go. you can play it on PC, and it looks like a fucking like PS four game. Like if you have your <laughs> right, if you have your settings. Yeah, the graphics. Out, yeah, because right? yeah. they've done so many updates. Right. Um, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like if they do do Dragon Quest Ten offline, I still would want to party with my friends. Like, cause that's all I did in in the online version. Yeah. Cause cause when I played, it was the middle of the day, and there's there's no Japanese people on anyways, right? So I was pretty right. much just by myself in the world, just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. with like one or two other guys. Uh, <laughs> that I was partied with, right? Hanging out and yep. stuff. So I would like that. I wouldn't want to play through it just by myself the whole time. Um, like have it like White Knight Chronicles would yes, be really exactly. cool. Yes, exactly. Where, where you just bring a buddy into the game and you play through the game together kind of thing. Like up to four that people. That was such a good game. And then as soon as they took game. the servers down, it was not a good game anymore. No, it immediately, immediately Which is crazy <laughs> to say about a JRPG, right? Yeah, really. It's, it shows there's definitely a market for for that kind of thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's I I think I I think at the 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 point in time that we're at right now, it's it's you've got to have a hell of a story and a really good like the the gameplay has to match that story in order to have a single player game now. Yeah, exactly. Right. If you if you're going if you if you pull back on that at all, you have to introduce a multiplayer aspect to it. For just the sheer fact of, of being able to share that experience with somebody else. Yeah. Not necessarily to make things easier, but more along the lines of, like, if you and I wanted to play this game, it's less fun if you play it by yourself or I play it by myself. It's more fun when we join together and we're able to play. Yeah, absolutely. And then all the uh, all the online stuff in, in White Knight was so good. Like, the way that you could... Uh, you could do like online specific like dungeons and missions and stuff and get loot from it. Mm-hmm. That was super cool. I really wish is there another game like that that you can think of off the top of your head that had that kind of a thing where it was like a Not like that. it was like a single player game but then the, the the multiplayer was so well done for a JRPG. Yeah, no, not like that. Um I'm trying to think not really. Yeah, it's crazy no. to think I mean, most... that it was so good, and then they just yeah. nobody's ever tried doing it again. Yeah, and I, I mean, I understand why they pull the servers down. You hit a certain point where you're no one. The servers were free; like we weren't yeah, paying a monthly fee the, for it true. or anything like that. So that's one hundred percent the cost on their side. So they have to find a way to actually pay for it. If the numbers drop below a certain threshold, I can see them why they need to pull. And the it wasn't a down. vastly popular game either. It no, was really no. good, but like almost nobody played it. It was a it was a sleeper title as far as I was yeah. concerned, right? And I mean, and they released a sequel which was not very I, good. I I liked the first one. Yeah, same. <laughs> I have I think I yeah. have them both still, but 
There's no yeah, point so playing like, him yeah. now that the servers no. are down. No, I mean that's just it. Now that the servers are up, the story doesn't the story doesn't hold as well when you're when you're solo. Yeah. Oh, weird. Your lights are going possessed. It, it does. The it does that every now and then. Over there. Yeah. I think it's just because they're cheapo. But. <laughs> But, uh, I guess, um, I guess the only other thing to, to, to say is, like, uh, I guess, how are you, like, you're new to the series, more or less, right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, brand new, how brand are new. you, how are you liking them? Like, I mean, you're playing the worst one right now, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, it, it so far, it's from, okay. From there. So far, it's okay. I haven't gotten too far in. Where am I at right now? In Dragon Quest 2, we, I've, I found the Prince of Canic. His name is Rolando. Okay, yeah. Ronaldo. Yeah. Rolando or something like that. Um, and and uh, it's cool. So so he, this is the thing I've been commenting on about Dragon Quest all throughout the whole thing is is how impressed I am with how they did things with a game that was released so long ago. So Finney was telling me uh, with Dragon Quest 2, based on what your character's name is, changes what the name of the Prince of Canuck's name yep. is. And the pr- so and people the don't refer to him well. as as his name, people refer to him as Prince of Canic because the name changes based on whatever it is. So I was like, that's really frigging cool. Yeah. It's a it's a small thing that really has nothing to do with the story. Yeah. Right? But that simple thing makes it super unique because it's just it's just different. Yeah, right? everybody's experience is a little different. And they did that with the first exactly. game too, yeah. right? With your name yeah. determining your stats and your stack rope. Yeah. Like, holy mm-hmm. crap. I don't think any other game has ever done that before. Mm-hmm. No, and, and, not and and it, to follow it even I can't even think of another game that kind of well I mean there there is there is other games that use that kind of concept but I mean uh, they do it it's 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 not even in your face you would unless unless you came to me if you wouldn't have said hey when your name changes the way you play this game I would have never known I would have just assumed this that's is what how it is, it is for that guy's name yeah. is Rolando this is how this is like the, and then when you play it and I'm watching I'm like well, hold on hold, hold, hold on a second. Uh, you, I learned Fireball at, uh, or I learned, I learned, uh, Blaze at, at 12. Why didn't you learn this yet? Yeah. Oh, well, this is different because your name's different. That's the way it goes. Yeah, so it's, it's awesome. It's just little, those little tiny, uh, you know, uh, sprinklings of spice on top. Yeah. It, it just, it really helps, helps it. Um, as far as for Dragon Quest 2, I'm on my way to find the princess, the third oh, character okay. yeah, of yeah, the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, so I mean, but so far... I don't know. So far, so good. We'll see. We'll see. I'm. I've been told. I've been. I've been hinted at that. There's like a point, uh, and all anyone ever says is like, "Well, you'll know when this." <laughs> yeah, you'll know when it goes to shit. Uh, and and uh, and so so until then, uh, so far, so good. Well, I'm gonna play it as far as I can, and then I've been balancing out Final Fantasy Two. I find it actually really interesting that that Dragon Quest Two and Final Fantasy Two are kind of considered the weakest of mm-hmm. the series, and it happened to be the second game in both cases. Yeah. Like, you'd think that that's, that you'd, you know, it would have been one way or the other, and all they would have really had to do, technically, we've talked about this before with sequels and stuff, but really, all that they would have to do is take what they did in Final Fantasy One, change the story, and re-release it as Final Fantasy II, yeah, but they, the they, they were... They were dreamers, like the mm-hmm. the game developers were dreamers and thinkers, and they wanted to change the the landscape. So they were like, you know what? Yes, that worked, but we're going to start over. We're going to do something brand new. Exactly. And um, and I think the I think the difference between the two, and I haven't played Final Fantasy two yet, so I can't say this with certainty yet. But based on what basically just what I've stuff. heard about yep. it, I would say that that the the team the team at SquareSoft just took that too far, where the team at uh, Enix took it a little further 
but didn't take it too far. Right. So the, the yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, so depending on how things go from here, then, then we'll see. I would expect based on if, if this game's about the same length as the other one, I've probably got about four more weeks, four or five more weeks of streaming it. And then, um, and then we'll be finished. Cause I think I did Dragon Quest one in a month and a half of doing it in, in a three hour burst once per week kind of thing. So, yeah. So, yeah. so the thing about, um, Dragon, like the thing about Dragon Quest is, I, I like to say there's only two bad ones, but they're not even really like bad. They're just not as good as all the other ones, mm-hmm. like two and six, and and both of them, basically what they did was they were they were trying new things without really mm-hmm. knowing how to do those things yet, and that was taking big risks. Yes, taking big risks. They had these big ideas, and they didn't really know how to how to make them work, and they did that with both mm-hmm. two and six. Um, okay. that's why seven ended up so good to me. Um, six, okay. six, and it's honestly, it's the same struggles. Like with two, you just hit a point in the game where the game opens wide up and you have no direction. And the same thing happens in six. You get some means of transportation way too early in the game and the whole world is at your disposal and you have no idea where uh, to go. Okay. That's kind of the big issue with both of those games. Um, and, and with two, they went from um, they went from a left guard like oh my god somebody followed and scared the shit out of me okay <laughs> thank you for the follow I can't see who it was but I thank you so much um, the uh, the world is is five times bigger four or five times bigger in Dragon Quest two so right no you will not finish it when you think you will because Dragon Quest okay. one on the Super Famicom I think took me five to nine hours. Whereas Dragon Quest okay. Two, I think was like maybe like thirteen to fifteen hours. So okay, it's, it's so we're talking like lot. twice the time. Yeah, frame yeah. Then. It's still small I, I, in terms okay. of JRPGs, but uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of that well, will be being that they lost would pull it. in Dragon Quest Two, okay. unfortunately. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's fair. I I could I could see I could see why they would want to elong, elongate it a little bit because um, I'm coming off of Final Fantasy One. That that was a time investment. That game was long yeah. in comparison to Dragon Quest 1. Final Fantasy like 1 was, like a, was huge I think it was, compared to Dragon Quest 1. I think it was 34, 35 hours yeah. that I had put into it's that big. before I final uh, before I finally finished it. Like, that, that's crazy. Yeah, and it's good. I like. Uh, I really like Final oh, Fantasy Oh, it was good. 1. I really enjoyed that game. I, I, I would give it a, a solid thumbs up. I mean, for an NES JRPG to grip you like that... Um, like I said before, you you need to have one hell of a story in order to get you to, to motivated to keep going, and and that game had one as far as I'm concerned. Garland, awesome, man. yeah, he's awesome good. bad guy. He's really well, done. awesome bad guy, yeah. Um, good. but yeah, you will you'll see some really cool shit into. Um, if you start uh, wanting to give up, let me know and I'll make sure you see the really <laughs> cool shit before you go. Okay. Um, okay. But but. Um, as you mentioned, like there's there's the little hints of like detail and stuff in in these mm-hmm. early early games. Um, just you wait till the later ones, man. There's there's so <laughs> many details that like I miss, and then going back playing some of these games for like the third time, you're like, oh right. my god, dude, that is connected to this game and this game, and that's why this is here. Like uh, I won't say which game, but there's one of the games. Um, you don't know it, but it's a it it ends up being a prequel. You do not find out till the very end of the game. Um, it's a prequel uh, to to another group of the games, and and if and you don't know you unless you are paying playing it basically for the second time or really paying attention, 
Um, so you know, you know, there's there's golems in Dragon Quest, right? Like you yep. ran into golems. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. in this one, um, they're what the heck are they called? They're not called golems, but they're basically like this muck, but the arm is starting to turn into bricks. So it's like, oh, this ah. is like before the golem. Like golems didn't exist yet, but th- this monster only exists in this game because golems did not exist yet like little details like that show up throughout the entire series that's really cool it's so yeah. there's so much like detail put into these games yeah. it's so good i i, I appreciate that because the thing is like i said that's the stuff for me like so the number one has to be a great story yeah right but the second thing that impresses me is like you know we were talking about dragon quest one so dragon quest one was released in 1986 its original launch was 86 and then I think it hit America in 87, 88, maybe? Something like I this? I think so. Right? Yeah, yeah. The, the um, original Dragon some, Quest? Something like yeah, that. It, I think it was yeah. a year later. A year after, yeah. Yeah, it was a year later or something like that, right? So, so I mean, you, you're talking about a game, okay? You're talking about a game that was created almost 40 years ago. 35 years yeah. ago, okay? 35, so yeah. So, 35 years ago, and what they put into that game, it blows me away. Like... Okay, yes, it's an NES game, there's a little box like this, and you're fighting a static monster that kind of moves a little bit. Okay, fine. Product of the times. you got to put that aside. But, I mean, the story alone, the fact that they were able to program in a password, basically, right? For the for the Japanese side of the house. Yeah, long, detailed password to save all your information. And then the save game side on the North American side... Right, the name uh, changing the stats, all of these other little tiny things that kind of go into the programming of it. I got it. I got it. I'm just. I'm. I'm constantly blown away. And so when I'm playing those games and I'm doing it without a walkthrough, you really get invested into like, okay, well, I'm in this town. I got to talk to these people and I got to go yeah. through and I got to go and do this. And you start to really unravel how they built that game out. They teach you how to play the game without you realizing that they're teaching you how to do stuff. And that's the best um, way to, to design. And that's a game. and that and that is yeah. I mean, uh, some of them are. Cryptic. Sometimes yeah, it's a little it does bit tough, and you're like, then, "Okay, yeah. I'm lost." Whatever. That was a product of the times again, though, as well, right? Um, and then you look at you fast forward in time all the way through, right? And you look at at where we're at from some of the RPGs that are out there, where it's like, "Here's your quest marker. Here's your golden trail. Yeah, yeah. Follow the, the steps. Drums, get yeah. to where you need to go." So you know, you play World of Warcraft. Up comes the quest, and there's a there's a ton of lore. There's so much lore in the Warcraft world of things that you could fill books on books on books. Mm-hmm. And what do you do when you get to the quest thing? Click 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 click. Look at the map. Oh, I gotta go over this yeah. way until ten. You're things. not invested in the things. world at that point. Zero percent. Right? Yeah. Zero percent. What you're invested in? Get the quest done. Get the loot. That's it. Yeah. That's all that you really care about. And then so you 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 come back in in the thirty five year reversal over here. And you care about what that character is saying because it's important that they're saying if you go west, something's gonna kill you. So you probably shouldn't go west. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, one thing, so, one thing that yeah. um, I really love about the Dragon Quest games, and and this is something that Final Fantasy One has, Final Fantasy Four has, and Five start is where it starts to lose it, but the Final Fantasy series has lost it. Um, most JRPGs has lost it, but Dragon Quest continues to do to this day is to have a, every single town be important, like like the importance mm-hmm. you were just talking about. That is still around in Dragon Quest XI. You know, like, the the people who... Uh, there's, there's key people in each town that you will know as a character and you will care about. And that that is something that yeah. continues throughout the entire series. 
most JRPGs, most games kind of like do away with that now because they're more concerned mm-hmm. about the overarching story. But Dragon Quest tells right. its overarching story through all these little communities and stuff. For sure. Yeah, exactly. And then, so. and then the last thing I wanted to mention about Dragon Quest is how funny it was that 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 um, the whole time I'm like, Finny, yeah, you can beat Dragon Quest uh, one when you're like level seventeen because that's when you get. Uh, what is it? The heal more or the hurt more spell? I think Finny was like level twenty three before he learned it because of because of his <laughs> character's name. The poor bastard. He had like the yeah. worst stats and learned all his spells like way later than anyone else I've ever That's known. Right. It's li- literally the worst. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy. But I guess yeah. next, um, our second topic is uh, mm-hmm. gaming cheat devices. Now these things have been around right. for years. You said the first. You were looking into it. You said the first one was like on yep. the Atari. Even there was some. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So actually, if we go way back, and it, and it, and we brought this up because we were talking about the last episode. We were talking about uh, gaming peripherals, and somebody on on our Facebook post had commented. A viewer had commented, "What about game genies?" And I was like, "Oh man, we're talking about right. we're, we're talking, talking about, about gaming and accessories and peripherals." Yeah, we did literally the the most popular peripheral across the board. Yeah. How to cheat in your video games? So, um, but the thing is, so so I was looking into this, and uh, the the very first kind of iteration of this was for the Commodore sixty four, the Amiga, the PCs, those old PC games. Yeah, and it was actually like an actual replay consoles. Yeah, yeah, the old, old, old stuff, like yeah. the very first kind of iterations to it, and it, and it was it was action replay, which is amazing because they still make action replay, yeah. right? Like we'll, we'll kind of as we work our way down the line, you've got a couple of these devices yeah. still, and uh, so I thought I was like, wow, that's so amazing. Um, from the action replay, there was something I and we because we were looking, I was like, well, geez, if it goes back that far, what about the rest of them? There was one for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred called the Personal Game Programmer. Oh, and again, it, just it was rolls the same thing. off it, the tongue that one just. Uh, uh, <laughs> abbreviated, abbreviated as the PGP. Oh, there you go. That's PGP one. Hey, but hey, hey, pal, did you bring over your PGP? Did you? You got some PGP? I'm playing um, cat and mouse this afternoon. I gotta catch that fucker. <laughs> I gotta play circus and we're bouncing basketball. <laughs> we're bouncing, Mathis. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, so the original purpose of these game of these ones of the PC one, the original purpose was less on the cheating thing. You could do that, and it was called a, I think it was called a poke or something like that. Um, but uh, the original purpose was to do like a backup of the game, and so you could uh, take a less than legal copy of your game and maybe give it to a buddy of yours that, <laughs> that wants to have a copy of it. Uh, and so that's how you would actually back your your thing up. And then again through the the personal game programmer. Fast forward through that to the most, let's call it the most commercially successful. Because yeah. I really don't think that there's a better one than this. And that would be the NES Game Genie. This bad boy right here. Boom. Right there. Is it upside down? Um, yeah, it is. That was upside down. It's there always it kind of upside down. <laughs> like, you have to put it on the cartridge yeah. upside down. I also like how they call it a video game enhancer. Yeah. Like, dude, just look. Just call it what it is. It's, <laughs> it's a cheat a device. cheat device, yeah. It's a cheat device. Um, the, so here's the thing with the Game Genie. Um, I always wanted one when I was a kid, and I was not allowed to have one for whatever reason. Oh, really? Because they were expensive or whatever. I, I, I don't know. I ended up not being able to get one because uh, you'd see the commercial, and if... And if, if you want if you want a good blast from the early nineties, because this was we're talking nineteen ninety, I believe. Um, if you want if if you want excuse, a good excuse me, uh, speaking of blast from the nineties, I will be right back. Okay, okay. you continue. Oh. You continue. What you're okay, fair about. enough. Yeah, I can. I can... 
<laughs> I can fill the air. So here's the thing. If you want, if you want, <laughs> if you want, uh, he's, uh, he had some, uh, food today, uh, at a restaurant. Uh, if, if you want a, a blast from the past. Okay. So you go onto YouTube and you search for the game, <laughs> you search for the game genie commercial. Uh, and it's a, it's a 30 seconds long. It is literally the most nineties thing ever. There's neon in the, there's neon in the background. Okay. There is, uh, these two guys, one of them's got a backwards hat with like his hair poking out the front and he's like, yo dude, I want to get to level 15. <laughs> um, and, uh, it, it's this, it's this 30 second masterpiece of the nineties. Like it, it literally just, just bundles the entirety of the nineties into uh, a 30 second commercial. Anyway. So the Game Genie, absolutely fantastic thing. Uh, amazing story, though. I was reading, actually, this kind of documentary write-up piece uh, about it. Um, uh, created by Game Masters, or sorry, Code Masters, apologies. Created by Code Masters. And then um, production of the device was done by Galoob in um, the U.S. And then Galoob ended up taking it over for the North Americas. They had a different pr uh, production group for Canada. And so they released it and um the N Nintendo sued them for it because basically uh they approached them at at a game show uh, expo in the early 90s for licensing on this thing and they they didn't want the time of day for Codemasters. So they didn't, they were like forget you guys we're not even going to uh talk with you about it. And so Codemasters walked away and they went fine well we'll just do it ourselves. They built themselves a dev kit. Like, do you know how crazy this is? They built themselves a Nintendo development kit to create their own games to bypass the lockout chip that was on the NES. Absolutely just, like, mind-blowing. Like, these guys are brilliant, brilliant, brilliant electronic engineers types of things. Because they basically dismantle the NES, they determine how it works, they build a device, they figure out how to do a bypass, and then they pump it into, you know, they build a computer chip that does a pin change and sends different signals through those pins. And that's basically how it works, right? Which is why you pump the code in, because everything is based on hexadecimal. So what you're doing is you're changing the code that's coming in from from the game to the system and you're by you're intercepting it in the middle and changing it so when it's like let's say um you're the 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 figure for life is zero one then you can alter it by going zero one all the way up to like ff for uh, unlimited lives and they pass that code through to the system anyway nintendo sues codemasters over this device because they say that they're all well, they're changing the system and they're making it so that you know uh, when when they put this in the system it's breaking the game and it's making things uh, you know it's 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 changing it so that it's it's our intellectual property and they're making it so it's not the same. But um, the judge actually rules in favor of Codemasters because the device can be completely removed from the system, um, and so that you can you can put it on uh, and use it you can take it off and and it, at, at no point does it make any permanent changes to the game or the coding whatsoever um and so the judge rules in favor of code masters for the tune to the tune of 15 million dollars um and code masters rides off into the sunset and they uh they go on to make um they they made uh, micro machines um, they, they released a bunch of those games that were on the funny looking cartridges that basically bypassed the, uh, the NES lockout piece. And then that led to the N Nintendo seal of approval being on the cartridges as well. So 
Um, and, and yeah, so, I mean, it's, I, I got like so much history in this and, and, and I mean, and, and there's, there's so many other, uh, ways that can actually write it out better, uh, than I possibly could talk about it. But I mean, as, as far as it goes, an absolutely phenomenal piece of, uh, gaming history. You okay there, bud? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, good. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of, I was just, speaking of those, I was just uh, going cartridges, over the NES one. like I have one of those, yeah. they have like the switches yes. on the back. And the, yeah, it's actually it's made by Codemasters. I was gonna, I was trying to find mm-hmm. it. And I was like, I don't, I don't really want to leave you hanging any any longer. Yeah. But yeah, no. So the thing is that so the uh, on the the dip switches on the back. So do you know what what all that does? All that the dip switches did was they changed the codes, and so you would flip those little dip switches into different uh, things to transmit different signals through that device into the system. And I was just saying, if 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 in Mario lives were code zero one. And you wanted ultimate lives, it would change the code from zero one to FF, and then boom, send it through. Then the the Nintendo would have no idea that the code's been changed; it's just been changed from three yeah, to exactly. like uh, permanent. So, anyway, that was on the NES, and um, and then so from there, after after uh, Codemasters wins the litigation, all hell breaks loose, and these these cheap systems go come flying out because it's basically it set the precedent that they can do this as long as it doesn't alter the game and it doesn't do anything to the system to modify yeah, it permanently right? yeah it's like it's it exactly since it's since it's non-permanent it's not making any changes it's simply just dealing with code and stuff like that yeah. you end up now with an iteration of a cheat device for every system going forward until we hit the internet devices, yeah, right. Once we hit the internet devices, then it's kind of then it's yeah, different. Out. Unless and you it's hack not, it, like you can hack. Yeah, it, but... exactly, exactly. So, so we have you've got a bunch of them over yeah, there. Yeah. So uh, the next one I'll show just because we're on the Nintendo topic, kind of. I got the, the the Super Nintendo game genie, and this one actually does have a have a switch, so you can turn it off and on, which is kind of weird. It's like, you think you'd just not yeah. use it if you didn't want it turned on? I wonder, I wonder why, yeah, I wonder why that would be, a, like, so it's an on-off switch. Yeah, yeah, so you can leave it plugged in, I guess, if you're I, super I bet, fucking I bet lazy, that's probably what it would be. You could be. just leave you it just plugged in to take it out of your system. Any, super NES. <laughs> but it also has, like, this weird, like, locking mechanism, so that your game oh. wouldn't, like, flop around when it's on. It's kind of weird. Maybe that was a problem they had with the NES, where maybe the cartridge would come loose or something. Because I know Could the be. thing was with with the NES, the game gene, you couldn't you couldn't plunge it down. Yeah, right? you had to just wedge it. So in you there. just stick it in there, yeah. and uh, and and so I, I'll bet you it probably was a thing where the uh, the cartridge would get loose. Maybe, maybe another thing I never even thought of. Uh, you could totally use this for uh, playing imports without having to fuck with your Super NES. Cause the, oh, would it allow? It would allow imports. Well, yeah, because the only difference between the Japanese and the North American uh, Super Nintendo games is that the Super Nintendo games have have two slits here, like at the back. Okay. Whereas the the Japanese ones, this is all solid. Super like, Famicom's all solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just took a uh, okay. pair of needle nose pliers and just broke those tabs off. It's just little pieces yeah, of plastic, plastic, right? But yeah. you could totally just put this in, and maybe that's why they have the switch there. If you don't want to use the cheats. Then you can just plug the, uh, like I got uh, Dragon Ball Z Budo Ten or whatever three. Okay. And you just uh, you can just run it that way. That's really cool. And then I did, I wanted to make this as ridiculous as possible. Um, but okay. I got the Genesis one, and I could have made it even more ridiculous if I would have okay. if I would have dug right. out my Sega Thirty Two X. But I've got uh, the game, <laughs> the Game Genie. 
with Sonic and Knuckles and and Sonic Three. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I was gonna hook up 30, by saying a thirty-two X on there. It's like a giant yeah. mushroom at the bottom as well. That is. Uh, that's the most Sega Genesis thing I've ever seen. I know. It's awesome. It's beautiful. <laughs> I think me and Finny used this to beat um, um, Contra Hardcore. It was the only way oh, we could okay. beat it. It's inc- it's incredibly difficult. Well, I mean, yeah, hardcore is ridiculously yeah, hard. Yeah, it's you. It you is. gotta be yeah. hardcore to beat that game. <laughs> That's right. And then yeah. I think the next one I have, uh, or I guess you go next, because yours would probably be the next chronologically. Hey. Right. Yeah. So the one the one prop that I have, ba bam. This is the Nintendo 64 Game Shark. Um, and so the thing that's interesting about the Nintendo 64 Game Shark, up to this point, okay, if you wanted to use a uh, Game Genie, and this is a Game Shark, this is owned by uh, our main man, Mad Cats. Is that who owns Game uh, Shark? Mad Cats? Yeah, yeah Mad, Mad oh. Cats owns Game Shark. This one says Interact. Um, and, this one does, but. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. And, and I mean, and, and, uh, they, and it's possible that. Um, it's possible that they were just bought out by Mad could Caps. be could be possible. or other way around um, or so, whatever, yeah. so but here's the thing so so it's it, very similar to the way that all the rest of them have been working right but if I bring this right up tight against the camera you see that little button there yeah so what what that button does is it's a code search so up to this point okay if oh. up to this point if you wanted to cheat you had to punch in a digit. you know a code yeah, Six, digits. whatever digit code or whatever what this did is it actually removed those codes you push that button and it would go and it would run the run the commands for you automatically oh it wouldn't find the game that game and it and it would just go okay mario party 2 here's all the things that you can now do what do you want to enable and you just go and you enable it um this is one of the early iterations of it there is newer ones that had a port on the back for for updates right yeah. yeah, and you would basically what you do is you plug it into the computer, and it would automatically load all of that in there, so you didn't because it took time. When you put this thing in there and you push that button, it literally what it does is it just computer command runs through those codes. To so find you sit the there and wait while it goes. Yeah, and it literally just runs the codes through, runs the different sets through the pins, and then it goes. Okay, here's everything I found. What what it would do with with the computer ones is you would plug it in, you'd look for Mario Party two, and it'd go. Here's the codes. Here's everything you need. You'd push the download button and it would be uploaded oh, automatically okay. into it so then you didn't have to worry about pushing the code thing in there it was already in it would recognize mario party 2 and then here's all the cheats have all the stars cheat 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 and you'd be wait. you'd be good to go make sure you have it, your it, like it, 64 yeah. so your friends can't see it and so all player one gets all like <laughs> yeah, stars right. and stuff yeah exactly <laughs> it, it's it's next it's next to impossible to hide that you're using this thing because as soon as you boot it up you get the big game shark oh. on the screen and yeah it doesn't have like a like a nice pass through or yeah, anything yeah. like that so yeah i mean if if you're but the thing is i gotta tell you I, I i this came with so i bought i i bought a 64 uh second hand off of somebody off the buy and sell and this was just in the in the box full of games oh, i had never actually okay. used one of these things before it um and so i pulled it out going like well what game is this and i was like oh wait a second this is a game shark um and yeah i mean it works good for what it is yeah that's awesome. i gotta tell you I don't know. I mean, I'm not really, pl- I'm not, I'm not really playing a ton of 64 games. Yeah. So I'm like, like, you know what? I really need to cheat in this one. 
But they were saying that what it was doing, though, for people is... Uh, so, for example, in GoldenEye, in, in, in 007, there's an area on the uh, the starting level, the uh, bridge or the dam. Yeah, I think, I think it dam. was a dam or something. There's an area in there that's only accessible if you use something like this. Oh, really? You can, like, clip It's like in a, a big tower, like a something? secret level or something like that, right? Um, and so they give you the ability to actually go and find stuff in games. People, the developers were hiding things in games that were... Either not uh, completed fully, right, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, either that or they were lit like Easter eggs, maybe. Yeah, I'm yeah. not even sure, right? But, but in this case, it was actually a portion of the level that was inaccessible unless you had something like this. In which case, you would pump the code and then boom, you would, you would go into there. So very cool. I mean, just like, just the coolest kind of stuff. Um, and, and I was saying while you were, while you took a quick step away there, the, uh, the, 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 just the pure concept, the way that they came up with the game genie was they created their own NES dev kit. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was creating, don't worry. I was listening. (laughs) (laughs) So they create their own dev kit. So, so I mean, you think about all the electrical engineering that goes into sort of like reverse like engineer this. in order to create. It's it. crazy, yeah. absolutely crazy. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, there's the '64 uh, Nintendo '64 Game Shark. For you. So I had the the PS One Game Shark. <laughs> Is it still in mm-hmm. here? I think so. Yeah, 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 it's still in there. Um, there you go. And and this thing, it was similar, but uh, you had you would so you put the disc in. The problem is uh, this doesn't even work anymore because it came with a uh, it came with a memory card, like a special memory card. You had to put that in your in your PS One, and mm-hmm. and you would have a list of all the games uh, with with like the and then you'd select the game because you couldn't put the yep. disc in at the same time, right? right. So yep. you'd have to select the game from the list, which could be a pain in the ass. Yep. Like like it goes from like zero to z like holy shit <laughs> right and you're not there's no internet at this point you're not updating yeah well, it's not that there was no internet, internet but, but yeah but not not like it is now yeah and so i remember <laughs> if the game wasn't there you would have to go you could go to game it even says on here uh you you could go to gameshark.com and then yeah. and then you'd add the game you'd put in all the specific hex codes and everything to add cheats and stuff to it which was kind of a right. nightmare to do to be honest but it was at least you had the option if it wasn't on there that's right and they, i think they made a killing because they sold they would sell like a generation two generation three right when as new games yep. came out that were already on there but the way it yep. worked with this was you'd you'd have that uh special memory card in there and you'd you'd have the disc and you'd turn the the, the console on You'd load whatever cheats you wanted, like say you're playing like uh, Final Fantasy VIII or something like that, right? Um, and then you'd go, you'd select your cheats you wanted, and then you'd hit uh, to start the game, and then it would say uh, insert game disc. So you take the game shark disc out, put the game disc in, close it, and and that memory card was basically like a temporary save of those cheats, so that when you boot the game up. It still had those cheats uh, running. Right, it kept it the, in the memory there. Yeah, on the memory card. So without that memory yeah. card, it doesn't work at all. I have it right. probably somewhere. I don't know why I would have sold it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it it's, and, works really well. Yeah, and so the other iteration of the PS One, and I'm, I see in in chat Sassery in chat here saying that he had a copy of the of this one, and it it wasn't a memory card. It actually used the the parallel the I/O port in the back of right, the system. Right, right. I so you I pull do that little panel that off. Yeah, and it was a little box, and it had a pass through for the parallel. I, what did that? What was a parallel port even used for? It was supposed to be so. Right? Like I have Destruction Derby for PS One, and it, if mm-hmm. your friend brings his PS One over, you can connect 
your oh, PS ones, and then each play on your own TV multiplayer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's what it okay. was. I think that's the only game I've ever seen where it was like an actual option. Yeah, I gotta say there can't be that many that use. I I I just I knew it was there. I had no idea that it was actually used for anything. Yeah. But that that uh, the little box would actually plug into the back there, and it would just stay there. And then you wouldn't have to worry about the memory card thing, because then what you do is you just put it in the back there and away. You yeah, go, right? and you just so. you could just leave it there, probably, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then I think the last one, well, not the last one, but the next one I have is for the Saturn. Um, okay. I don't, I didn't want to. And that take is an it, action replay. Yeah, the it was an action replay plus. Um, I didn't want to take it out of my Saturn because it was kind of like jank to get it to start working. Um, <laughs> the Saturn's weird because the Saturn is a disc-based console. Um, yep. but it has a cartridge you can put in the back and the cartridge is essentially like, you know how the N64 had like that Ram expansion. Yep. Um, it was essentially like a Ram expansion slot is what it was for. And you'd use that also as like a giant ass memory card for save data. Okay. So you could save data to the, the Saturn, but it didn't hold very much data. So you'd have to get one of those. And the only way you can get them now is if you get an action replay. So you use the action replay to save your 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 data on and it also mm-hmm. works excellent for um playing imports so i've got oh, yeah really? i've got dragon ball z legends on there and when you boot it up uh you start you start it in the action replay menu and then it, you just have it set to uh start game or whatever and it doesn't mm-hmm. check if if it's an import or not when you do it that way so it's right. nice because saturn oh. games are super expensive but if you buy the Japanese version, they're like super cheap. Because the Saturn no did so well but, in Japan, right? It didn't do well here. Yeah, no, it did quite poorly. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, uh, and so sorry. Do you have it? Do you have any other ones? Yeah, the last one I have to, is to... Um, Sasuke mentioned how uh, his friend had uh, the GBA uh, action replay, and we were kind of talking about that before stream. I felt like the action replay mm-hmm. was way more popular on the handhelds than than like yep. the, ga- the game genie was. You did say there was a game genie for the. Game Boy, right, or something like that. Yeah. So, and I was gonna, I was gonna mention that kind of the ones, the ones that we don't have, right? So if if I kind of go back here, so the Game Boy had a Game Genie, which was which is super cool. So, um, if you can picture the cartridge, right, and then this big kind of blocky thing on top, and so the Game Boy's portable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we just talked about how the Game Genie works up to the point where you get something that's got a code search, yep. right? You need to have those codes. But if you've got a portable device, how do you get those codes, right? Because in the NES and all these other ones, they, they were in a little booklet. Yeah, you, you yeah write them they down come with a right? book too, like with all the cheats on the in the book. And Yes, and so the Game Genie for the Game Boy had a spot in the back of the bo- of the ca- of the casing for a little tiny booklet really? to fit so into it. And you would actually carry it around with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you would you would have this thing plugged into your Game Boy. And I mean the Game Boy was the most ridiculous for accessories. We talked oh, about yeah, this last, last time. We had yeah. The magnifier and the screen the 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 speakers and the, the joystick and the basically. buttons and stuff, right? <laughs> and so the game genie fits into the back. If you turn it around, there's a, the booklet, and it was about this thick. It was really really thick, but it was only it was only about the size of a match matchbox. Oh man, very very little. And so and so you it would act, you'd actually take it around with you. Very like just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Ima- um, imagine Finney's being... Finney's telling me I missed the printer. Has, oh I yeah, the Game Boy printer. Yeah. Imagine Game being Boy. like uh, the kid at school that's like that's got all three starter Pokemon in like Pokemon Blue, <laughs> and they're like, "How'd you yeah. do that?" And you're like, "Hold on, just a sec, guys." 
use the magnifying yeah, glass like for it, mag- right? You're, you're holding it under the mag, the the under Game the magnifier Boy magnifier. for the Game Boy. <laughs> Fuck. But the last one I have is the action replay on the on the DSI. Um, there it is. And it works yeah. on the DS and the DSI. I had to get the DSI because I have a DSI. Um, mm-hmm. This one, it, uh, because it has a slot for the cons- the the cartridge, um, it will auto search just like the the N sixty four one would. Um, mm-hmm. And the nice thing about this is the internet was around back then, so you could. There's two different ways you could do it. Um, you could have a little micro SD card to to upload new cheats, or it actually right. had like a cable that you could plug. Right. You could plug directly into the computer and load yep. it up with cheats and stuff. Yeah, we we keep saying the internet not being around. What I mean is that it, the internet isn't wasn't like it, it is now. Yeah. Then. It was there. You're not gonna. You're yeah, not gonna you kick the really dial-up modem up to go. Right, you go to you, you GameFAQs existed, right? And you know, cheat, cheatcodes.com or something cheat like CC. that. But but is, <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, it's not like it is now. It's it was different. You could read uh, and look at pictures. That was it. I remember going to the library right. and downloading Mega Man <laughs> X armor pictures because I didn't. Ha- I'd never played Mega Man X, and I thought it was the coolest shit ever. And I was like, oh my god, right. this one. This one can hover, kind of? Like, oh my god. All the <laughs> yeah. armor designs. I didn't know who the fuck Bass was. I thought he looked cool oh, as shit. Ridiculous. Um, a few different versions. So so there's the Game Shark, the Game Genie, and the Action Replay. And they all basically do the same thing, just di- in different ways, right? So I mean, the Game Shark and the Game Genie on the, on the main systems. The Game Genie was basically uh, through the NES, the SNES... The Genesis and the Game Gear and the Game Boy. And then it kind of... That's where the Game Genie... And then they shifted, then the Game Shark came out, which was the 64, the PlayStation, um, etc., etc., etc. The Action Replay is the one that I had no idea about. I've heard of the Action Replay, mostly from from you, but not in this kind of thing. Get this. So the, the Action Replay started, like I said, we started at the top of the discussion, on the Commodore 64, the original Action Replay... Um, on the Commodore 64 and the uh, Amiga PC, okay? Then, they go from those systems. Here's the list of all the different action replays there is. There was a pro action replay and a game action replay for the NES. There was one for the Master System. Oh, really? There's the Mega Drive Genesis, the Super NES, the Sega Saturn, the PlayStation, the Nintendo 64, the Dreamcast, PS2, Xbox, GameCube, Wii, Game Gear, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, DS, DSi, 3DS, and the PSP. Holy shit. And, like, I didn't know they existed until the handhelds. And and it's not, like, even just one version. There's multiple. Oh, so yeah. The Game, Boy, the Game Boy, for example, Action Replay GBX, Action Replay, Action Replay Max, Action Replay Max. It was Google. literally just because new games came out, and they'd come preloaded with, with, yeah. with the cheats <laughs> yeah. for those new games. New games... And I mean, in the Game Boy Advance, you had the GBA, the Advance SP, right, and right. the uh, Micro. But I mean, the thing is, it's like I had I had no clue that the Action Replay was released in that many, and that it was the original. Yeah, same. I always thought it was uh, the game of, of these things. Yeah, right. Like the 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 original uh, back on the Commodore sixty four, yeah. all the way to the absolute latest as well. Right, so all the way up to the Wii, and then and then and then it stops, yeah. right? Because at that point, now the systems are connected to the internet. Yeah, so it's harder right? to do. And it's and it's I I think I think that's where things you change gotta hack the console not, at that point. Yeah, 
Yeah, and uh, and who's gonna do that? Yeah, Plus, I not mean, to mention, by this point, that, by this point in time, <laughs> by this point in time, are you really are you really going to use like, like a game shark to give you unlimited lives in a game at this? Yeah, point well, in time? I mean, some games don't even have lives anymore, right? You just respawn right. wherever you died or yeah. whatever. But I think or whatever it is. I think the, the next but... thing we should talk about, and and I'll start with uh, I'll start with uh, Sam Squanches here. Is is let's talk about some of our favorite cheat codes that we that we used or or like would use back in the day. Uh, okay. Sam Squanch said he would get rich as hell on Harvest Moon, and uh, and had that had like elves do all his chores while he would get a girlfriend <laughs> using one using uh, like a game genie. So that is so funny that the first one that, that they go to is to Harvest Moon. Because when you mentioned that, the first one that that came to me was funds in SimCity and SimFarm. And you would just type funds, F-U-N-D-S. And you just type it over and over and over again. Really? And it would give you a boatload of money. Right? If you're playing SimFarm, this is so dumb, man. This, this is Sim like, You grow all the strawberry. No, SimFarm was fantastic. Oh, I didn't even know. I... If you, <laughs> you grow all the strawberries that you wanted. All the strawberries that you wanted, or uh, <laughs> cross you type you or corn. Finney's right. Sim Farm was corn. Funds was Sim City. Oh, corn was okay. Sim Farm. And you would just type it in, and boom, money, really? just money filtering in, just like that. It was so good. That would have probably that was the first one that popped into mind. Um, God mode in any of the of the FPSs, yeah. the Doom, yeah, you could go to the Nukums, command bar the, or whatever. Yeah, and go yeah. to God those, mode. Those pop in for me. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's so many. There's so many different areas. I kind of stopped using cheat codes, though. To be honest with you, um, it's funny. I mentioned Goldeneye in the Game Shark with the accessing the thing, but Goldeneye also had the ability to turn. Like they, the game started putting cheat modes in. You would yeah, unlock them. Yeah, that's true. Right? The like games would have mode unlockable and cheats. Mode and all I miss those days. I miss that yeah, was like probably the best. The best time. That, that's kind of that's kind of my preference, right? Would be kind of uh, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, unlockable um, cheats. I mean, and then you go to like looking up passcodes for like Mike Tyson's Punch Out yeah. and Mega Man and stuff. So you didn't have to actually play the game. You could just tell everyone you beat Mike Tyson. Yeah, you just get straight there. <laughs> One of my favorites was it's the stupidest, but this is for this is probably bar none my favorite cheat, and I don't know why. Um, in Mega Man Three, and I don't even know if you need a game genie for this. I think you can just do it when you're playing. Um, if you have a uh, second controller plugged in and you hold, I think, the A button down or something while mm -hmm. you're playing um, and you jump in, in on play controller number one, um, there's no gravity. So you can like, oh, yeah. Really? And my favorite thing is because, you know, in Mega Man 3, when the, the when Proto Man shows up, it'll like break that piece in the ground and you have to jump down there. My favorite thing yep. is I was like, check this out. And I could jump across the, the that hole. <laughs> I would do that all the time. I loved that glitch. Especially oh, for some so of the funny. stages where you have to like platform your way up. I was like, fuck this shit. And I just jump Boing. up to the ladder. <laughs> that was like one of my favorites. Infinite, like in, infinite, uh, like no gravity or whatever. And then obviously uh, on like some of the ridiculous NES games where you, you want like infinite lives, right? Like some of them are so hard. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say probably all time best code Konami code. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a classic. Such a good, such a good one. There was one for. There's a code for Bubble Bobble too that gives you more lives that I can't. I'm not yeah, I don't remember up. that. It's one. like you, you hold you hold buttons down when you start. The there's game. A, yeah, even um, uh, Double Dragon Two. It's super weird actually. Mm -hmm. There's there's sets of three stages and for whichever set of three you're on, you have to input a different thing on the continue screen. 
are on the game over screen and you get infinite continues, mm -hmm. but it changes every three stages, the button input. It's super weird. Yep. There's uh, one of the codes for Space Harrier. This is what keeps oh, me going. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Space Harrier. It's like, it's like up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, down, up, start. Yeah. Something like that. It's very close to the Konami code. It's something along those lines. I can't. And I, it, I, it doesn't. I have to be holding the controller. It's not infinite it, lives, but it takes you real, like, it, it gives you a lot more continues. Yeah, well, yeah, it gives you something like an additional five or six continues or something like that. So, um, I've never beaten the game before, but I've gotten damn close. I don't think anyone's ever beaten that game. <laughs> no, so many no, games like it's, that. uh... <laughs> Well, like Contra, you can't even play it. You can't even play that damn. If game. you don't use a Konami code, don't even. Oh yeah, yeah Abacab. Some of the some it. of the games had like Abacab. Um, when I played uh, Shadowrun on the Genesis, you'd go A B B A C A B, like on the just on the uh, mm -hmm. Genesis controller, like the buttons. Yep. Um, yep. And and you'd get um, what was it? You get like four hundred karma. Karma's like your experience points. So every time okay. I start a new game, I go to the inn and I'm like. A B B A C A B A B B A C A B A B B A C A B and, and just load yeah up just load up on experience. EXP because and then you go to the hotel because that's how you like cash in your your experience points right and you just yeah. load up right at the beginning of the game <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. too good I, I I love I love taking these trips down nostalgia lane uh, oh yeah the the, the, old the original things, Abacab but... was uh, the Mortal Kombat Blood Code on the Genesis oh okay right. right. Was like made it like more gory. Than well, because the uh, the first Mortal Kombat, uh, it was either gray or green, I think, even on the Genesis. But if you did A B A C A B B, um, it would it would open up so you could turn on the red blood instead of like white blood. Oh, weird. Yeah. I thought I thought the big pull with Genesis was that it that it had that by default. The the Super Nintendo one, I was we had my older brother had a copy of of Mar Mortal Kombat one. Yeah. For the Super Nintendo, and there was there was no yeah. Blood my cousin had it on the Genesis, and it was it was like green, or I think it was green blood. And then if you put the Abacab okay. code in, uh, then you it would get red. the red blood. Yeah. So did that change with with Mortal Kombat two? I think Mortal Kombat two uh, had blood in all of them. I think in in the in oh, yeah. the Genesis and the the Super Nintendo because they realized like wow, everyone's buying the Genesis version. Well, that's that's what they wanted. They wanted the, the blood in there. Yeah. So I had no idea it was green, though. I thought it was red. I thought I thought the Genesis pull was oh, like, well, look, Nintendo's, Nintendo's censoring you over here. So come over to Genesis. Our games are way cooler because we've got the gore and the blood on our side. Yeah, but you had to, you had to <laughs> enter a code. I think it's so that they could get away with okay. not having like an that M rating or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Very crazy. Yeah. Crazy stuff, man. It's just so good. I, the, the, that's that to me. That's the golden age of of gaming, man. I was thinking the other day about how, like, if I could rewind time back to like those moments where I'm standing in front of the game case at at you know Walmart or or GameStop or something, and uh, you just look up at that cabinet, and I remember seeing you know Super Mario RPG, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing all these old games that are there. You know, forty nine bucks a piece. And, uh, and, and it's like, oh, if, if only, if only I'd be able to kind of go back and grab some of those yeah, no games doubt, that I never dude. actually played. I think, I think one thing, like, I, I, I have to do this because Finney's always like, uh, it's just old men, old men complaining. And, and I've got to say, we haven't <laughs> complained yet this stream or this, this no, podcast. No, not, this I, is the, this has been the most, uh, positive, positive podcast we've had <laughs> until this point right here. Um, <laughs> I, I felt like back then. 
as a kid, you would walk up to the to the to the glass, or sometimes it wasn't even mm-hmm. glass. It was like you know how uh, uh, young guys out there um, when you go to a when you go to like a CD shop. How they have the CDs on like those diagonal, like those yep. angled shelves. That's how games in, were back in the plastic in the plastic containers. Yeah, that's how games were back then. Um, and I remember walk, you'd walk up to it, and nowadays it's like, okay, where's the good game? You know. And back then yep. it was like, yep. okay, I can only get one. You know what I mean? Like it's yep. such a yep. big difference. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's. Uh... It's it, there's there's something sad about where we're headed into the realm of downloadable games and having a digital game collection instead of a physical game collection because I mean the the just the collecting aspect of it is is just is it, it's something else to be looking at a cabinet and I know you've got one kind of nearby you where you've got those cartridges on a cabinet and it's just just being able to kind of look through them, look at the artwork mm-hmm. on the boxes and all this other stuff, to open up the box and pull out the instruction manual yeah. and see that there was a there was a prelog story in yeah, there, prologue. or a, sorry, prologue yeah. story in there, and there was there was all this extra stuff, and now none of that exists anymore. Yeah. It's not that it doesn't exist; it's that it's that it's you're unlikely to go searching for it, mm-hmm. right? You're you're unlikely to download that game. And look at because they usually come with an instruction manual of some kind, right? But you're unlikely to go through that. You're probably just going to. Or it's just like, or it's just an ad for like another game they're making. Yeah, well, absolutely. And I mean, and I I look, I look at my at my Steam catalog that I've got a bunch of games in there, but that's that's it doesn't have the same feeling. It's just it's just a list of games. It doesn't have the same feeling as it does looking at it like a big bookshelf full of just. Like, here's all these games yeah. you have. And then someone will come over and they're like, oh, I remember this one. And they pull the thing out and they look it over the box art and it kind of gives you that wave of nostalgia. Yeah, and it's, I love it. And it's kind of sad because we're, we're moving away from that. We there are. will be a point in time. We're not there yet. But, I mean, there will be a point in time where there won't be physical media anymore. Hopefully it doesn't right? come it'll just be It'll just be downloading and it'll just be streaming. And that's and, and, and it's okay. Like, that's that's where we're going. It's not like I'm going to stop gaming because of that. But, but what, what that is is... Is it's just kind of the death of, of that collection, and as a as a as a kind of a side piece of it, because this is what happened with like you know like vinyl records, it's the same situation. The price of collecting yeah, those it goes games way up goes through the that. roof. Yeah, exactly. Because everybody's looking for them, so now it's if you want to go because you used to be we used to be able to go you know to a, a pawn shop or to yeah, you, you can know, pick some of the second hand stores games and stuff at the and you know you'd find you'd find a little diamond in the rough yeah. you'd be like hey here's a really good game and it wouldn't be astronomically priced now you go to a place like you know there's that one place in the city um, where you go in there and you pull a game and it's like it's a pretty decent game but they want like 50 bucks for yeah. it it's like what like any and and you go to a garage sale and I was talking in our kind of our offline chat I had gone to a garage sale where the, where the person had printed out an eBay listing and taped yeah. it to every single one of the games and it's like it's like you're gonna you're gonna individually list your games and for max dollar like no i'm not buying this um but because the because of where we are right now that's kind of where that's headed so it's it's unfortunate but it is where it's it is what it is Um, right juno's juno made a good point and i've i'm like this too i got probably 83 games on my ps3 just downloaded on it because the They'd come on sale mm-hmm. for dirt cheap or come on for free. He said uh, his problem with digital games is that he always ends up scrolling through your games and never playing any of them. Oh, all the time. I do the exact same thing. I actually have gotten into the habit of uninstalling games, so I actually have so many games that I'm yeah, just and you probably, probably never, never going to play. 
Oh, 100%. I've never played no, probably half of those games. And the other ones, since they're uninstalled, it's like, oh, I, I need a game to play. And I look at my list, I'm like, oh, i got to download it. I don't want to do that. Yeah. But the other problem <laughs> is right there. is now, because uh, Juno also said uh, he likes... <laughs> He just bought a Switch, so he likes buying physical games impossible, so he doesn't have to install them. But that's not even the case now. I just bought today. No. I bought uh, Trials of Mana on PS4 at a used game yep. store. I put it in my PS4, and I had to, I had to inst. It just installed it off the disc. Yeah, it's not yep. the game isn't even on the disc. Just the install file is, <laughs> and then I had to update. But you the need thing the too. you need the disc in there. Apparently. You do need the disc. I, I got yeah. it. Yeah. I'm 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 over consoles, man. I the only reason the only way I buy a PS5 is if a game launches for it that is going to be so good that I absolutely have to, uh, or I won't be able to play it. Otherwise, I'm done with consoles. Oh, I love like, consoles. I I I I I, lo I love I love consoles. But I got to tell you, my PS4, my Xbox One, the Switch is the only exception. The only reason why it's exception is because I can actually pull it away from my yeah. TV and play it anywhere I want. The Xbox One and the PS4, man, I I don't I can't remember the last time I turned either one of them on. I and it's sad. I it's sad because I I want to I want to play. I want to go to there. I want to play those games. Uh, but uh, it's just so much easier to do it on the computer. I and I can do it with the PS4 controller. Just plug the damn yeah. thing in my computer. I think the worst generation for, for that kind of thing, though, I don't know how it was on uh, on Xbox 360, because like I said, I didn't have one, but I remember buying um, Metal Gear Solid 4, and it was like a two-hour install. You, you put oh, that yeah. Blu-ray in there, and you just let that fucker run overnight. And Solid Snake is just smoking <laughs> cigarettes while it's loading. The whole thing is just him. He's just like... <sighs> and it's like for two hours. Was it was the... PS... And then Mass Effect no, 2 was like that too. Uh, on yep. PS3. Xbox 360 was not like oh. that at all. Xbox 360 had install times. But... I will tell you the PS3 hands down is the most annoying system for updates. Yeah. The damn thing still won't let me play games without updating. Yeah, it's bad. For right? I tried shit. to play Harmony of Despair the other day, right? Mm -hmm. That game is not it's not being updated anymore. This this the friggin' store is closed. Yeah. Not anymore. They <laughs> they re nothing they else brought there. The, oh, that's yeah, yeah. they reversed that. They, that's yeah. right. They reversed that. But I mean, give me a break. I, I don't I, I I would I would get so PO'd at my PS3 because um I would come downstairs and be like, all right, two hours of game time. Here we go. I'd fire that stupid thing up and it would update for an hour and a half. Oh, I was uh, mad. I, I I didn't yeah, I didn't that's, that's why brutal. I was mostly on the Xbox three sixty side of the house. Because the Xbox three sixty at the very least when I did that update, it would download it, it would install it, it'd be up and running within ten minutes. Yeah. Ten minutes. Boom. Done. If I didn't want to install the game, I didn't have to. It never forced me to install yeah. it. But if you installed it, it would, the all the load quicker. times were faster. Yeah. With the PS3, I didn't even notice the load times being faster. If anything, they actually felt slower. Well, the PS3 and would Mass have Effect, like this, Mass Effect 2 had a problem. The though. PS3 would have a myth that you wouldn't have to install, but then, yeah. um, but, but then, then you ended up having to install. fucking do it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, it was brutal. You'd hit a point where it had to just install everything anyway. Um, the PS4 was a massive, massive, or like way, way, way improved over the yeah, PS3. I agree. Yeah. But uh, unless you got any questions or anything on your end from chat. Most of what I've got in chat here is uh, just, you know, a lot of agreements. Because um, we're right yeah, all no. the time. <laughs> the that's, only question I have is what, like way out that's of That's not what chat's saying. What's that? 
I said, that's not what Charles oh, said. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> the only question I have is like way out of left field. Uh, it was a uh, question. Why did the, the Genesis controller uh, uh, have the six buttons? And do I like six or four better? I like I like six better, but um, it also needs shoulder buttons. So it's kind of... I, I don't like I don't like the Genesis controller, the three and the six button controller. Here's why. That's too many face buttons. Right? Yeah. I like the fact that the Super Nintendo had six buttons, yeah, but they had them up on, up on the shoulders. Correct. So so what happens with this? You're only using two right at here, a time, probably. These two buttons. Yeah. Boom boom. Maybe you were doing this, but likely you're just going I up liked and down. The, Maybe I liked it side, for like Street Fighter though. And and like Fatal Correct. Fury, I liked it for that. Yeah. But other than that, there's fighting really games no all day long. Not necessary. But the Saturn was yeah. better because the Saturn had the Saturn had, Saturn had everything yeah. right. So you had the six yeah. buttons plus the two shoulders. I'd like them to bring that back. They had two versions of their Saturn had two versions of their controller. Yeah, you had not? the well three technically. You had the Fat Boy, which uh, was only released in North America, and then they were like. Wait, right. nobody likes this. Why did we do this? So then they just released the <laughs> Japanese one here, which was the probably right. one of my favorite. That was a very favorite good controller. I really like that Saturn controller. Um, yeah. And then uh, and then they had the the, the very first uh, analog controller, which was like mm-hmm. the most uncomfortable thing. It was like I don't even know what to compare it to. It's like holding you know those weights that you would slide onto like a dumbbell. It was like that okay, sitting yep. on top of like a Nintendo sixty four <laughs> controller. It was awful. That's funny. Yeah, I, uh, um, it's when you said big boy controller, I thought of the original Xbox the controller, the foot. elephant shoe. Yeah. And, and I, I gotta that. say that, <laughs> that controller holding it now, holding it now, I'm like, what the hell were they thinking? But at the time it was comfortable oh, because I like I, I'm someone who has big hands. Yeah. Right, and so so it was actually comfortable. But the thing that they did was they offset the joysticks. Yeah, I hated that. Right, so they weren't they weren't side by side. They were kind of offset. Right, um, and and so I got used to playing games because I was playing Halo on yeah. that. Right, I got used to playing games. So then when I would switch over to the PS3, yeah. or the PS2, and yeah, the PS3, PS1 even had. Um, a... I couldn't I couldn't use them down here. But I'll tell you, on the PS4, it became They're a little they, wider they apart. Pulled it out yeah. a little bit. And that's all They're it actually took for me to get much, much more comfortable yeah, with I them agree. wider apart like that. But I hated... Yeah. We right from, so we got to do... Sorry, go Right ahead. from the Dreamcast, I hate... Because Dreamcast was actually the first one that did that Dreamcast diagonal did, did the analog thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It only had one analog, but it was way up here. And I just... I did not... I've never yeah. liked that. Yeah. We've got to do... Maybe our next podcast has to be on controllers. Yeah, I got so many. We got we to talk yeah, about I controllers. Can, I can bust them all out. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. I I that is one thing that is one thing. If I if I wasn't able to take that PS4 or uh, Xbox One controller and plug it into my uh, PC, it would be a lot harder for me to get rid of my consoles. Yeah. But since I can just plug the damn controller in here, I basically have that console right here on my PC. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. But I think because the games all have the mappings built into. We got We got to talk about controllers. Yeah, yeah. We don't. Let's not talk about it too much uh, because we got a we got a whole topic. So thanks, Sam Squanch. Yeah. Sam Squanch, because we will do the yeah, next that's right. podcast on yeah, controllers. But thank you guys so much for coming out. If you enjoyed yeah. uh, this podcast, uh, feel free to give us both a follow uh, here on Twitch. I am at twitch.tv slash dookie. And you can find me at twitch.tv slash DG online. And uh, I don't know why I said it this way with the hands. You were hip and happening. Um, You can also (laughs) listen to this on, you can also listen to this on, um, 
Spotify. Yes, Spotify. Uh, you can, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you can watch it on my YouTube channel, youtubecom dukey 3 and I will put the link to the Discord in the video description. So join our Discord if you want to hang out with us off stream and off the mm-hmm. podcast. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot for coming out, guys. I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, it. we'll see you next time. Yeah, have a great night. Take care. Doc, we gotta go back. We gotta go back to the future.